0: Well, what's up everybody, I hope you're doing great and having a wonderful day. If you are new to Grace Church, we are so glad you're here. My name is Aaron Olinsky, I'm the lead pastor and they let me talk every once in a while and, and I'm just so excited about what God has put on my heart. This is week three of a series for us called Change Your World. And so when you make this bold proclamation uh, to say, we're gonna change the world, you go, oh my gosh, that's, uh, that seems so daunting, doesn't it? And so I just wanna recognize there's a key word in there and it's your, it's not the, Jesus came to change the world, but you and I, we're called to change our worlds, right? God, God put us in a particular spot in a sphere of influence where we can influence those around us on purpose. And so he wants us to do that. And so whatever your world looks like, whoever you're engaged with in, in relationship, that's your world. And he wants you to have an influence there. And so for us here at Grace Church, we believe that that's part of the way that we share Jesus' love, his goodness, by bringing about change, by showing his good, good works in our life by speaking kind words towards other people. That's how we bring his love and his goodness to those that are around us. And so we believe this. We believe that we can actually be a catalyst for change in and around the world uh, that, that the Lord has put us in during this period of time. So before I get rolling in week three though, I have to pause for just a moment and, and give some like Big time props to my wife, Pastor Nicole, who preached last week. If you were not here, she was absolutely on fire. You have got, she wasn't literally on fire, but just on fire, like preaching fire. It was incredible. And so if you weren't here, you need to watch it online. One of my favorite lines that you used was when you said, truth without grace is mean, but grace without truth is meaningless. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Write that down, like I texted myself and I'm like, that's all I need. That's, I just need more truth and grace. And so I got saved last week by my wife and it was awesome. It was so incredible. So I just, I wanna encourage you to, to take a look at that. But you know, so we're talking about change. We're talking about change in our life and our community. It's so important, it's so valuable. And so sometimes we, you know, we bring Jesus to the community and sometimes we bring the community to Jesus. Do you see the difference there? Like both of those take place. And so here we are on, are on uh, Palm Sunday today, right? So we celebrate Palm Sunday and what it is, just on the calendar and it's kind of pre-Easter. Uh, in, in your Bible, it may you know, say the subtitle to triumphal entry. And so what this is, is Jesus, you know, As the son of God, he's coming into the city of Jerusalem and people are waving palm branches. They're putting down their garments. They're acknowledging him as the king of kings because it was prophesied that the king, the Messiah would come into Jerusalem, riding on the foal, the, col- the colt of a donkey. And so here Jesus is fulfilling scripture, coming into the city. You know, as the king of all kings, and it just is amazing and so powerful and significant. I wanted to share one of the verses with you in Luke chapter 19, verse 38, it says, blessings, blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in his highest heaven. And so this is so significant. This is what the people were saying. L- look at the, the magnitude of those proclamations on what they're speaking out about Jesus and who he is. And so we, as Grace Church, we believe You know, we believe that Jesus is God's son. We believe that Jesus is the head of the church. He's the head of our church. You know, I'm so glad I get to do what I do in my calling and our staff and and for you guys being connected with us, that's amazing. But Jesus leads Grace Church and we're so glad about that. And so in this week three that we're looking at changing your world, uh, I titled this message, Come and See. So come and see, and, and if you have your Bibles with you, go ahead and open up to, to John chapter one, and we'll get reading in just a minute. But as you're turning there, if y'all could do me a favor, I just wanna pause and pray uh, before I get de- uh, diving into God's word for this message. And so Lord God, we come before you. And Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for who you are. Lord, you're amazing and powerful and strong. And Lord Jesus, we recognize you as, as God's son and. And, and would you bring about change in us so that we could bring about change in those that are around us? And so Lord, I pray as we dive into your scripture, Jesus, you are the word. And so I, I just ask that you would just open yourself up and that you would reveal to us the things that we need to know. Uh, Lord, enlighten us, show us, encourage us, challenge us through your scripture during this time on what you have for us, that others might come and see and experience you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is a a longer passage of scripture that that I would normally start with on a normal sermon, but it's so important for us to kind of read it all and you'll see why I wanna read it all for where I'm going for this entire message. So if y'all could just read along with me. So John chapter 1, starting in verse 35. So it says, the following day, John, and that's John the Baptist, okay? So John the Baptist was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. So they ditched John and they started following Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked. He asked them, they replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, Jesus said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place where he was staying and they remained with him the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we found the Messiah, which means the Christ. And so then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come, Follow me, Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and and Peter's hometown. Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we found the very person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see. Can y'all do me a favor, say those three words out loud? Come and see. Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. As they, approached Jesus, as they approached, Jesus said, now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked, Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Then Nathanael exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the King of Israel. And Jesus asked him, do you believe this? Just because I told you that I had seen you under this fig tree, you will see greater things than this. And so I wanted to read that whole text and just have us say, come and see out loud because you, this is the beginning of Jesus' posse. He's forming them all, he's inviting them on and he's like, hey, come on, let's go, let's do this. And, and some are joining him, some are following and, and he's texting and chatting and everybody, he's, he's getting a lot of popularity and people are going, you gotta go check him out, you gotta, no way, could this be him? So there's a lot of bringing, there's a lot of finding. And so it's this come and see understanding. And so what we believe here at Grace Church is that Jesus is the head of our church and we want you to be comfortable bringing. Where you tell people, you say, hey, come and see. Come and check out for yourself because there are some key things in that passage that we've got to identify. One of them is Jesus ends in in verse fifty. He goes, there are going to be greater things that take place. And, And he gives us a snapshot of that In the next verse, I wanna read it to you. It's so significant. Then he said, I tell you the truth. You will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the son of man. And the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth and so Jesus is making this, these bold proclamations about Himself saying, He called Himself the Son of Man. And so He's acknowledging His deity, Him being the Messiah. And He's going, whoa, 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 there's gonna be great stuff. In fact, you'll see this divine connection of angels from God in heaven coming down to me. And so it says in scripture that angels literally minister to Jesus and, 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 and people saw it and, and they experienced that. And so I just wanna point out the reality that God in heaven, yes, the angels are there, we sing holy, it's amazing, we join with them. But there's also this aspect where Jesus is the the intermediary for you and I, where the divine connection from heaven comes down for us because of him, because of who Jesus is. And so that's so powerful, that's so significant, and I hope that you've experienced that. And so I know like for us here at Grace Church, God has been doing some incredible things. And, and so are you surprised? Like, are you surprised at what God is doing in and around our church and our community? And, and some, of you may be, some, some of you may be new here and you're going, whoa, surprised at what? This is my first Sunday. I'll, I'll let you know in a little bit. Like I get it, I totally understand. But some of you have no opinion. You, you just, you're not sure about the matter. And so if you're new or newer to us, we're just, we're glad you're here you know, that you'll experience God's presence, but there are some significant things that I just need to share with you what God has done and why he's doing it. So when it, when it talks about those verses about, you know, the angels coming down and descending on Jesus and, and him being God's son, that's so significant. He's actually referring to another verse that I'll, I'll get to in just a second. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because we're, we're actually not surprised at what God is doing in the life of Grace Church, we're not because our our devotion towards Him and our pursuit after the Holy Spirit and what He's doing. Because a little over a year ago, you know, when the building was just getting started before we had laid, you know, concrete in the foundation, we did a groundbreaking ceremony, a groundbreaking service. So it was in January of 2021. I have a picture uh, that I wanna share with you. So this is Pastor Nicole and I, some of our lead team are there. We look good in construction helmets, yo, right? Come on, good. Good, this, like this skinny, tall, narrow head with a, with a mushroom on top, perfect. Like good, good photo op right there. Loving it. Gold shovels. I mean, this is big time. This is incredible stuff going on. And so I want you to notice that we're holding two Bibles. And the reason I, I point that out is because we literally, we were standing right here. Uh, I asked the superintendent of the project. I said, hey, I gotta know on the plans where the stage is gonna be and kind of where the, you know, my table's gonna be and where we're gonna preach from and all the speakers that ever come because I need to dig a hole for the groundbreaking right there. And we're gonna bury Bibles in that spot. So literally when the person preaches God's word here, we are standing on God's word and the promises of his scripture and who he is. And so I ain't gonna lie, it was a little bit weird throwing the Bibles in the hole and throwing dirt on them. It was, I was like, all right, is this okay? You know. But So we put them there, we poured oil. We had this incredible moment of, of power and authority because of who we are with God's word. And so one of the scripture verses that God put on my heart to read and to proclaim prophetically over our church and our land and our people was a time when Jacob, so you have Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jacob was traveling and he stopped for the night in this particular area. And I wanna share this one verse in Genesis 28, 12. It says that he had a dream when he was sleeping that night in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And so when I read John chapter 1, verses 35 through 50 and 51, about Jesus being the one where you know, you're know you gonna see angels coming up and down. And then I, as the pastor of this church, I'm going, this is the stairway. It's right here, they're, they're coming up and down. And, and so to me, it's not surprising that God's presence is here, his Holy Spirit, and he's pouring out. And so God wants to do incredible things. He wants to pour out his blessings on us. And so Jacob, you know that place where he was at and he has this divine dream about the angels, he calls that place Bethel which means house of God. And so how appropriate for us to be experiencing what God is doing here. And so to me, we get to experience all that God has for mankind through his son. Do you realize that? Like we get to experience everything, all the divine natures of God through Jesus, because of Jesus because of who he is and what he has. I mean, think about the magnitude. Jesus literally had the entire world on his mind. So when I say change your world, that's just our world, but Jesus can, he literally changed the entire world because of who he is, because of his love, because of his sacrifice. Do do you recognize Jesus loves the entire world? He loves me and he loves you. He loves the ones that aren't yet following him. He loves the ones that are actually in opposition to Him. All, every single person. And so if you're a follower of Christ, to me, I'm going, we get to be part of that. We get to be part of what He wants to do in the entire globe. And so there are times when the Lord invites us in. He invites us into something significant, something purposeful. And so you have a purpose, you have a destiny, you have a calling. But sometimes when I say that to people, they actually don't believe me. And so you might be sitting there or watching online and you're going, oh, well, that's great, you know, for you, Pastor Aaron, like you've got a calling to lead. No, 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 I'm telling you, like you have a purpose, you have a calling, you have a destiny. God has something specific for your world that he's put you in. But sometimes we just don't see it that way. And so let me just ask you just a couple of questions, right? It's when you look at your faith, do you see your faith as an obligation or an opportunity? Because many of us, we see it as an obligation. You're even here at church, you're going, oh, I gotta go to church. Like, I gotta check the box. I gotta show up. You know, I gotta, you know, kind of ease the guilt and the shame type thing. And, And I get it. I was totally there, I totally understand, there are definitely seasons of my life where my personal relationship with the Lord was out of obligation and duty. But I'll tell you what, when we experience that, it feels like it's laced with legalism, it feels like it's laced with religious behavior and performance, and that is not what the Lord has for us. He has this, in this place where our faith can be an opportunity, and some of you, you see it. You're living that out. You see your faith as an opportunity. And and that's an incredible place to be. Not that I have to, but that I get to. I get to follow after Jesus. I want to be founded in God's love. I want to worship him. I want to receive the grace of God and be a conduit at which God uses so that other people might experience his grace and truth as well. And so... I love the fact that there is a promise of salvation. Do you, the, the, it literally, God promises salvation because of Jesus. So some of you that are following Christ, you've already experienced that, but there are some that are not yet following Christ. And so you might have kids, you might have grandkids, your boss, do you see them as a not yet Christian? So that, that's what we wanna proclaim. And then there's also this, this group of, of people that aren't yet following Christ. I, I call them the, the too far gone. You know what I'm talking about? Like how many of you would be willing to say at one point in time, somebody would have said about you that you were too far gone? Like, come on, where are you at? Raise it high. Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Some of us, that's our story. That's our story. Grandma was praying, but she go, oh man, baby might be too far gone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so like something I wanna share with you, um, I got kicked out of Christian church camp. Yeah, you talk about too far gone, too far gone. How did, like, do they even do that? Yeah, like, can you get kicked out? Yeah, you can. Uh, Sorry, bro, yeah, you you can't come back. What, look, I, I thought this was, no, no, not you, too far gone. Yeah, this guy. So here's why I say that, don't give up on them. Those ones that you, you're like, mm, too far gone. And, and it was your story and that's where you were at, but you aren't there anymore. And that's amazing. And I, I promise you, you're gonna meet some too far goners. And so you, you continue to pray for them. You continue to believe. You pray heaven into them and watch what God might do. That's amazing. And so there's a piece that I wanna share with this that's so significant. And so those of us that are too far gone are not yet following Christ. It's, it's this, there, we're, we experience spiritual blindness. And so here's what it is. I don't know if y'all, y'all do eye covers. I do, so I love eye covers. Uh, no joke, but when I have my eye covers on, I can't see. That's the whole idea, right? I, I can't see, like, I don't know where you're at. Just kidding, I know you're over here, okay. So, so I, I wear eye covers and you need to know, I love them so much, I wear them almost every single day. Okay, so if I'm gonna take a nap, eye covers on. If I wake up early in the morning and the, and the sun has started to, to peek through the, Am I still facing the right? Okay, so, so if the sun starts to peek through the, 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 the curtains a little bit, eye covers right on, baby. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. I've worn these for years and years and years, and I love them. I love them so much that if, if I ever were to go on the show Survivor and they give me my one item to take right here, I, like I am not even kidding you. Well, shouldn't you take your Bible? No, I should take eye covers. I really should. So this is such a big deal. But when I have them on, I can't see, I'm blind. And so when you and I meet somebody that is not yet following Christ, they're blind. They're spiritually blind. So when we go, oh, dude, come on, let's go. Like you you gotta get your life right. You You gotta come to church. You gotta change some things around. Like stuff has gotta shift. They go, I don't know, like, I don't know how I can't see that. I can't understand, they're, they're just, they're blind. They don't recognize what's going on. So it might be, you know, somebody you're going, hey, come on, let's go, you can do this. And, and they just go, I, I don't know how. I want to see life change but I just don't know what that's gonna look like. Maybe you have a friend or a family or somebody, you know, you might be struggling with an addiction with drugs or alcohol and you go, dude, let's go. Like, come on, young lady, it's not gonna work like this. Things, you're heading in this path, things have gotta change, you've gotta turn around and they're going, I don't want to do this anymore, but I just don't know how to bring about that change. What it is, it's the blindness. It's the spiritual blindness and so the question is, Who's gonna help them? Jesus already died. And so what does, he want, what, what does he want you and I to do? He wants us to share the radical, his radical love with them that they might see and experience. Now there is no doubt that salvation comes through, through the, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But those people, the too far goners, like me and like you, we weren't evil. Like we're not evil, we just were blind. Just simply blind and couldn't see. We needed somebody to love us, somebody to be praying for us, somebody to encourage us and he saved you and he saved me and he wants to save them. He absolutely does. And some of you, you have that person in your mind right now. And so man, be praying for them, be praying for them intently that God might do something supernatural and that he actually might use you to do that because Jesus has done everything necessary for us to experience the divine connection to heaven. He already did everything that he needs to. But my question is for us as the church, those of us that are following Christ right now, Jesus did everything, are we willing to do anything? Are are you willing to do anything that it takes to help somebody experience the healing from spiritual blindness? So for us here, you know, we're doing three services for Easter. We're super excited about it. Um, We actually have been talking about the potential of going to three services every week and stuff. And we're not quite ready. ready. We want to be ready, but we're not there yet. But I I literally, I said to the staff this past week, I said, three services for Easter is not going to be enough. What are we going to do? We don't know. Um, So I'm saying that out loud to prepare you. The parking lot might be full. That uh, you might have a person, you know, sitting next to you that you don't know. The kids rooms might be full. Uh, you might need to park offsite and walk over. Um, you might need to give up your seat to somebody who might need to be here. Um, and so I'm just, I'm saying that I, I'm not being, you know, I, I don't wanna be negative or whatever, just God's doing some really cool stuff. We're having so much fun. And so to me, it's who are the ones that they're gonna come next week and they need to be here so bad. And so I just, I just would say, maybe you just, you give up your seat, you stand in the back, whatever that looks like, I don't know. Um, but if, if you are part of what God is doing, we're so glad that you're here. Please understand, we're not trying to push people out. We're trying to welcome you in, but we're also, like my heart grieves for those that, that don't yet know him. It really does in our community. I meet him and I talk to him and I hurt them so we try and create space we try and create seats and stuff so i hope that you understand that's kind of what we're after and so making room for other people to come and see so when you go and you invite them you're like hey you got to come check this out we got to make room we got to make space because there are absolutely people that are looking they're searching they're blind they, they, they're, 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 they're wandering around they're looking for the good news of christ and so here's my challenge to you We'll give you the resources, right? We'll put the little cart, invite card in your hand. We'll, we'll, we'll share stuff online that you can share and post. and all. You can do all that, but I believe there's another level that we've got to step into and it's actually with our mouth and, and it's, it's where we literally invite somebody to come. So don't let the awkwardness prevent you from saying it out loud. Because it feels awkward, I get it. You're not sure what they're gonna say, you don't, you don't want them to think badly of you. Uh, you. You don't want them to think anything wrong. And so we have that fear that often prevents us from saying it out loud, from saying, hey, come, come on, come and see, just, just check it out one time. We're afraid of what they might think or what they might say. And so don't let that prevent you because you're here. You're already hopefully feeling God's presence you're feeling the Holy Spirit. If you're willing to take that step in, you, you've already, you're already aware that something significant's taking place. And so we should want to do anything necessary to see people come to know Christ. And so we should literally take all boundaries away. We should go after the Lord with anything and be willing to make any type of sacrifice so that someone who is too far gone might experience Christ's love. And so if that's you, would you do me a favor and clapping out loud for me saying, I'll, I'll do anything, I'll do anything. I'll do anything because when you look at the past several months, you know, we had our Christmas services and people that came for Christmas, they came back and some of that's you. Like you're like, hey, let's check it out Christmas Eve and, and, and you came back. Like that, we're glad you're here. We had new people come to, we did two outreaches. We did a guy's night and we did a kid's adventure uh, kicking bear camp. People that came to those came back, right? So that's a great thing. There's retention and, and it's taking place and, and they're coming back and then, and then you're bringing your friends, you're bringing your, come on. Like come on and see, come and check it out. And so I know that Kicking Bear event that we did, that adventure camp, I, I shared, uh, I invited my little league team. I'm a little league coach here locally. I got 12 kids on my team, one of them's my son. So the other 11 kids, him and I invited them. We gave them an invite card to the camp. We, I-, I-, I put the link in our little you know, team chat. I reminded them about it. Two of my kids came, man, it was so cool. I was so excited. I gave them high fives when they were here, they hung out for the whole day, it was so legit. And so to me, I'm going, they just might come back. They just might come back. And that's what it's all about, it's amazing. So when you look forward, you're going, you invite somebody to Easter, they just might come. Because if you don't invite them, they're not coming. If you do invite them, they just might show up. And then maybe they hear about our serve day at the end of this month. Maybe they are community minded. They're going, wow, like Grace Church actually does stuff in the community, that's right. And then you got Mother's Day and all the moms guilt their kids into coming to church for Mother's Day. Like, so they gotta come back on Mother's Day. But I don't know, I don't know a single blind person that wants to stay blind. I don't know one. When we experience the blindness, like we just wanna see. I don't know one single hurting person that doesn't want to experience restoration and healing or recovery. So when was the last time that you actually mentioned Jesus to somebody that was spiritually blind? When was the last time that you were talking to somebody that was hurting and you're like, hey, I'm gonna be praying for you. And you prayed for them, maybe you prayed for them in that moment. Maybe you invited them to come to church For some of us, it's been far too long. It's been far too long that we allowed Jesus's name to come out of our mouth to somebody that we weren't sure if they knew him or not. And so today is about you tell them, just come and see. Just come, just see, no pressure, just hang out. And so what I wanna do, I wanna share a couple of points. They are very simple, but they're so relevant to what's going on in this message and wrapping this series up and what God's doing here. And so in order to bring true change in our world, the first thing we've got to do is point people to Jesus. And so the language we use is the radical love. Like we've got to share the radical love uh, with others. We have to have good deeds, we have to have kind words. And so when somebody goes, hey, there's something about you. Like, what's the deal? You, you're different now, you, you seem happy all the time. What, uh, you, Jesus, What? what like what? I, You know, explain that to me, Jesus. Like well, uh, you just point people to Jesus and what's going on. You're different now. You know, you, hey, you used to smoke pot with us and now you're not hanging out with us. You're different now, what's the deal? Jesus, like he just, he grabbed a hold of me and things are different now. So we point people to Jesus. The second thing that we do is we bring people to Jesus. So I love, love, love when we invite and then we'll give you the invite cards. I think that's fantastic. But I believe there's a whole nother level when we actually bring, where you tell somebody, hey, I, I want you to come with me where we're not saying, hey, just go here because they may come, they may not. But if you say, come with me, I'll meet you here. I'll meet you there. We'll sit together. You're bringing them. There's something different. There's, there's a connection. It's relational where you're going, hey, I'm not just gonna throw you out there to, to try it on your own. I'll walk shoulder to shoulder with you. I'll stand there and so you, like I'm gonna bring you with me. And I just, I love that. You can sit with me. We can hang out. Pastor's funny sometimes. Bring your kids, your grandkids. We got something for them. We'll have some special stuff. Just bring them. And so this bringing peace is really near to to my heart because I purposefully love it when my youngest son, who is 12, wants to have a sleepover on a Saturday night. I love it. I because I tell, I'm like, well, okay, hey, bud, you know, well, he can only do Saturday. Okay, no problem. You know, let, let, me, let me get with their parents. Just so you know, we got work on Sunday morning. You know, we go to church and, and we're going to be there and, and, and we'd love to bring them with us, you know, and, and you can pick them up from there. We, we'll go out to lunch, whatever. But I love the fact that parents will sometimes go, yeah, that's fine. We don't normally go to church, but it's cool if they go check it out. Because you know why I love that? because that kid might just come, he might be in one of the kids' rooms and he might like it and go home and tell his parents, hey, you gotta come and see. You gotta come and see what's going on. And they just might come too. And that's what I pray for and it just, it drives me inside. Because they might come and they might come back and they might come again and then they might be healed. Of blindness and so what I want to challenge you with in this final point is yes we point people to Jesus we bring them to Jesus but then the third part is definitely for you it's you need to be a witness for Jesus so I had this great privilege to serve on a jury one time Loved it, actually, it was one of, I was on my bucket list. I know it's weird, I'm odd, I'm different, I get it. I loved it. And I, I, if they go, hey, does anybody wanna be, be on a jury? Me, like I wanna do it again. So, but the thing that, that they tell you, this this word in scripture, right? About being a witness, when Jesus says, be a witness to all the world. And so the literally the, the language is related to a courtroom. That's why I bring up the jury thing. So it's a courtrooms, because when, when a witness is called to the stand by the judge, they're simply told two things. They're, just say, they're to talk about what they saw and what they experienced. That's it. Hey, you're a witness. What did you see? And, and tell us what happened. Tell us your story. That's exactly the case. And so when we're talking to somebody and we're just simply a witness to them, God uses us as a witness to other people to share Jesus. Where you go, hey, my life was a wreck. It was a mess and things were chaotic and crazy and I didn't know what to do and I was hopeless and I was struggling and I surrendered my life to Jesus. And I know that sounds crazy and it sounds churchy, but it's the real deal and He changed me, He restored me. I'm still a little bit jacked up, but He changed me. He restored me, He He forgave me of all the stuff and I'm different now. And so we have a story, like you have a story. And so please understand that in the process of changing your world, that God gave you the story that you have and he purposely put the people around you so that you could share your story because then they're gonna connect with your story. How many times have you been talking to somebody, sharing something from your life, and they go, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. No way. It happens all the time. That is not coincidence. That is part of the change that God wants to use you for in your sphere of influence. And so he just wants you to be a witness. Tell them what you saw, tell them what you experienced and what it looks like. And so, you know, we're gonna have our Good Friday service and it's gonna be awesome, very experiential. A little, you know, a Good Friday's tough though. I mean, you're talking about capital punishment, crucifixion. It's, it's tough. I mean, Jesus dies, but he, we, we needed him to do that for us. But then, you know, obviously next Sunday we'll celebrate Easter and the resurrection and new life. But that's Jesus's story of his death and resurrection. What's yours? Do you have a story? not of physical death, but of spiritual death, where you recognize that you were dying on the inside, you are not connected to the Lord. And then you experience new life because of Jesus. That's why he came for the entire world so that we could experience new life through him. So some of you, you might not yet have the connection to God in heaven. And the only way that comes is through Christ. And so if you have not yet made a decision to follow after Jesus or made a commitment, if, you're, if you need to recommit your life to Christ, now's the time, today's the day, like it needs to happen. There's, there's no more waiting, there's no pushing it off. Like it's got to take place. And so in just a moment, we're gonna have an opportunity where you can pray to receive Christ in your life. And I'll lead you through that. And it's gonna be awesome, so powerful. And then I know some of you, you're experiencing some struggle in your life and you might need prayer. And so we have a prayer team. They'll be up here every single week, this week, next week. So if there's something particular, it could be anything. They they would love to pray for you about great stuff, challenging stuff, struggles you're going through, things that you're believing for, other people. That's what the prayer team is up here for. But I believe there's something significant happening to us where we get to experience change in our world and God wants to do that. And I know some of you, like he wants to do some big stuff in you. He wants to do some, he has some particular names of people and faces and he wants you to share with them and bring them with you and and just share your story. It's so significant. So what I wanna do is I just wanna lead us in this time of of commitment to Christ. And I also wanna pray a blessing over all of us. But could you guys do me a favor? Just bow your head and close your eyes and just receive from the Lord right now, like what, what he's saying, the Holy Spirit's moving. I hope you can sense him. I hope you're challenged by his word. I hope you're encouraged by it. But I know that there might be some of you that are not yet following Jesus. Or maybe you followed him at one point in time and just things aren't going right and you went your own way and, and, and you know you need to get back right. And this is a big deal. And I know there's some of you, you need to respond to this. So one of the things I did, I had everybody bow their head and close their eyes because I just, I don't want you to feel embarrassed. But if you're a person that you know you need to make a commitment to follow Jesus or recommit your life to Him, I just want you to slip up your hand right now. Wherever you're at, just go ahead and put it up. Yep, there's other hands going up. You can keep your eyes closed if you want. Yep, thank you so much. I see your hand. You, anybody else, just put it up, say, "Yep, that's me. It's kinda like where we acknowledge to, to the teacher and, 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 and it's like, hey, I, I, need, I need an answer. I, I have a question and I need an answer. And so Jesus is absolutely the answer to our problems and our issues and what we're facing. Thank you so much. And for those of you online, like you can respond as well. This is so powerful right now. You can go ahead and put your hands down. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pray. And I would just invite you to pray along with me. You know, my words aren't special or anything like that. It's just, God knows our heart. And so I just wanna help you in this, to, to take this step towards him. Take this step towards Christ because of what he did for us. So in scripture, it says that we have to pray and we have to believe and confess with our mouth. And so let's do that together. If you had your hand up or you're here and you know you need to make things right, maybe you pray along with me right now, wherever you're at. You just, just say, God, I know I need you. God, I'm desperate for you. I've been struggling and it's been so hard. Thank you so much for sending Jesus. Jesus, I do believe that you are God's son. And I do believe that you laid your life down for me, that you died and you rose again so that I could experience forgiveness and new life. And so God, would you please forgive me of all the things that I've ever done, all the shame, all the guilt. God, it's been so heavy in my life. I pray that you would just lighten that load and that you would cut those ties So Jesus, I cry out to you right now. Would you give me a fresh start and a new beginning, a new life in you that I now would have a story, a story of my past and now a story of a new beginning. I put my hope and my trust and faith in you. Father, I do wanna pray just a supernatural prayer blessing on every single person here in the auditorium. And those that are watching online, Lord, you are doing something supernatural and we sense it and we feel it. And Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of it. And so God, that what you're bringing about change in our life and you're using us uh, in other people. And so Lord, I pray for boldness. I pray for conversations. Lord, I pray that you would remind us because sometimes we just forget. So would you remind us to invite them? Would you remind us that they could come with us? Would you remind us that we can pray for them? Would you remind us to have that conversation? And so Lord, we also pray for those people, Lord, that we're gonna encounter. Lord, I pray for divine connections with those people and divine conversations, Lord, that they would see us, but really we want them to see you, that they would see you inside of us, that they would come to know you for themselves. But Lord, we wanna be used by you. So God, I just pray a blessing on us that it would be powerful and strong and undeniable for you and your kingdom and your glory. We love you so much, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen.